0: Holding, growing and adding color to the world. Hello, everyone. And yes, our guests are the hard hats of life. Today, we have a special hard hat a mom, a dentist, a manager, and an active marathoner who carries the flag of her country, Sudan, whenever she runs. Welcome, Istra, to Life in All He podcast, where everyday people share their inspiring stories. I'm Amalia Maar, I'm and today we are thrilled to have truly remarkable guests with us. We had like a very warm chat before uh, before the episodes, and um, it actually reflects your warm soul. And um, you describe yourself like in, you described yourself like in in, in nice ways. Um, but just as a start for all of all of the listeners, I want to give you the space to tell us how do you um, how do you define yourself like right now. Uh, Externally, for me, as an outsider, uh, I see you the way that I described it, um, which is amazing. I find you as an amazing person. Um, But I want you to give us an internal look to how you see
1: yourself uh, with all of those things. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, I'm uh, humbled. So it's a very interesting question, and especially um, that it comes at this time. Um, I'm in a place in my life where, um, I know what I used to see myself as. It's still very clear. And, um, I'm in the now of what I, what I, what I'm working on and what I'd like, what I'd like to be and what I'd like to be better in. So I could simply describe myself as a person who's growing on all aspects. Um, I'm a single parent of two lovely children who teach me a lot day in, day out. By profession, I'm a dentist. I'm a chronic volunteer. Um, hence, I took the pathway into public health and so on. And um, uh, as part of my learning journey, life always opens different doors and I just walk through them because by nature, I am what they call a multi-potentialite, if, if you're aware of that concept. Uh, so I'm, I'm a manager in a, in an aesthetic clinic, um, which is also very far away from my personality, but it is what it is. A set of skills you apply wherever you need to apply them. And, uh, for me, the pillar of my, um, mental health and the pillar of my, um, motivation, um, I'm a runner. Um, the coach likes, as you just mentioned, likes to call me a marathoner, but yes, I finished a marathon, maybe as slow as a, as a, as a turtle, but I finished. I ran a, I ran three marathons so far and, um, I've done a 35 kilometers trail run in the, in the mountains, which took exactly the same amount as a full marathon because of the elevations and so on. And, um, I've already set my intentions for next year for an ultra marathon, which is 62 kilometers in the mountains, 1,800 uh, meters elevation. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, you can do it. Yes. Um, yes. For any person who is listening to this, like in the new year, we're actually now, uh, on December 23rd. And, uh, so basically, uh, setting the intentions and like, um, the, I don't want to call it plans, but let, let's just call it intentions. Like the intentions, intentions. for, for yes. the new year is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, it's very important at this time. It's like you reflect on what happened and then you set intentions for what's going to happen or like what you would like to do. Um, very inspiring outlook, very inspiring internal outlook. And, um, you said like you, you, um, life open doors. And you just walk through those doors. And uh, we see you right now. You actually run through those doors. (laughs) You run just like (laughs) the marathon. You run through those doors. Because running, when you start running, you don't stop. Uh, but when you walk, you walk and you pause and, you know, like we, we see like as multi potential person, uh, you run through the opportunities. And, um, um, I, I personally can relate to, to many aspects of, 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 your life also, like you have set of skills and then you just apply them, whatever you apply them. Okay. So it works here in like an uh, aesthetic clinic. Uh, it works here. It works there. Um, uh, so it's, it's just like you as a basket of like many, many, exactly. many skills inside. And then yeah, you just, you do, it, it doesn't matter that there is no like a box for you. Um, You've mentioned something about the youth in uh, their, their current life right now. Um, and I would like you to elaborate uh, a bit on, on your point.
1: Yes. Um, so basically, uh, when I tell somebody I'm a dentist and, um, and I'm currently managing a clinic, at some point I was a kindergarten teacher. They give me this look of uh, a miskinah. You probably failed in your in your dental practice, and this is why you didn't continue. No, um, I was actually very good at what I do. Um I have excellent, excellent, excellent um, clinical skills that I'm very proud of. But um, there is no shame in when a door opens, you take it, because the, in the current situation, this is what you need to do. You need to show up. And um, there is no, not because you studied something, this is what you have to stick to and you might be unhappy you might be miserable somebody might have forced you to do it so whenever i come across a younger generation and i have been fortunate with my running um with my running activities um, in the different running groups that i join you meet people who um are at a at a you know um at a fork in their life you know they they have to make a decision or they're feeling lonely about lowly about themselves so I always remind them, no, not because I didn't continue to be a dentist. That means I failed. No, I did not fail. Not because, um, my marriage did not continue the way I wanted it to be. Um, that means I failed or he failed. No, it's, it's never like that. And this, t- this look from our community, um, slowly, slowly we have to break loose from it. So yeah, this is what I was going to say about the youth. So it's being a multi-potential like to many people, because most of the time our growth is um, horizontal, which if you don't focus and know what is the situation, you'd feel something is wrong with you. Um, But if you you take the right tools, you're able to grow vertically, keeping your unique set of skills. Um, So there's nothing wrong with growing horizontally. And then when you find your pace, you start to grow vertically.
0: That's very nice outlook to to the to the growth because um you mentioned like the community and like the look of the community and how it defines um, it defines like our internal um you know like it define not defines but it actually affects our internal lens to the world um it's, uh, mainly I'm a mechanical engineer like I, I studied mechanical engineering and um, I started like working in the industry and after that I shifted to the academia. So I teach and like I started teaching in the engineering. And also it's the same thing. It's just like, Oh, okay. So if you cannot do it, you teach it. So this is the same. Like as, like the concept in the dancing and the, and, 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 and you know, like in, in other things, like if you cannot, for example, dance, you're a dancer, but you cannot dance professionally, then you will just teach it. Um, so there is like this concept of like, if, if you fail yes. at being, uh, you know, for example, like a, a practitioner, then uh, at, at the thing that you studied, which is just like a simple, like it's a part of your life, um, then you kind of like failed, uh, which is at the same time you look like no, I actually explored opportunities, explored different fields. Yes,
2: exactly. I and had, you didn't fail, I said,
0: like you meet. To... Yeah, you didn't fail, and um, uh, there is another thing: is just like we don't learn, we don't learn actually in in the classrooms. And also from an outlook, a person from the academia, we don't learn in the classrooms. We learn in actual life. We learn about meeting people, um, uh, talking to people and by actually listening. So this is like a skill. I think like a lot of people ignore you hear people, but you don't listen to them. You have to just like listen, listen to what they're saying. And every person is unique in their own way, whether your skills are, whether your skills are you know like allow you for horizontal growth or like for a vertical growth or like the two of them or it actually doesn't matter it's just like you have a unique set of skills you have um a uh, unique path in life and that is not defined by what you study it's not defined by your profession because if you look at it what is my studies like it's 4 years or 5 years in my life that def- going to define me until like i'm 17 well, exactly it makes exactly. sense yeah yeah it doesn't make sense but the push with the, from the parent, from the community, it starts at some point when we we're kids and we don't need it anymore. We don't need the push from the community anymore because it's inside our brain. And if we don't break from that, as you said, we, we, don't, we look at ourselves from um, a bird eye perspective. So you take yourself outside and then you look at what you're doing and your path and what you actually want to do. Um, this is, it, it brings me to a point that I, I, I wanted to, 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 to talk about and then sh- share with us, like, your, um, your views in that, which is the connection and disconnection. And basically, I feel like this is a big part of, like, the personal evolution, um, is looking at, like, things that connect and the things that uh, dis- disconnect. And you've mentioned that, like, in the marathon, you're lucky to find people who, are, for example, like, they feel lonely or at the fork uh, in their life. So this is, um for me, like, as an outsider here, just listening to you, uh, I feel like this is like a platform for connection. So if, if you take this lens of connection and disconnection, can you just tell us, like, currently with your experience, with the, your mom, and uh with the kids, with the all the different communities that you meet outside. Um, can you tell us uh, how do you see that connection and also what disconnect us?
1: You see, in general, as, uh, as humans, we, we tend to look for um, the groups where we belong. We try to find the common factors and then we find the group that we belong. Um, if you start at some, as somebody who's a non-athletic, And you're just looking at everything from the outside. You look at these bunch of people who are running. You're like, "Mm, I don't think I could ever do that. So you don't, you don't feel like on the outside, you don't feel like there's a, there's something that could, that makes me relate to you. And hence there's a common area where me and you could connect. Um. Because my uh, my my running journey started differently. It started because this is something we could discuss. Also, it started because I was losing my my mind um, during COVID lockdown, extreme stress. Um, I started seeing tunnel vision. It was extreme anxiety, and I was just I was just on like the verge of losing it. Literally, I could see myself. That's it. This is the breaking point. And then it's the point where you're like, okay, what's next? Like, you have no idea, no no visibility of what, once you pass this point, what's going to happen? And I was lucky enough um to have consulted with um a, a, my CEO at the time I was working in a psychiatry clinic, interesting enough. And um, he said, you know what? I was like, you know what? Maybe you need to give me some medication. Maybe, maybe you need to give me some pills. I'm losing my mind. What, what do I do? And he said, you know what? Just go out for a run. And this is where my journey started. And then because I had that factor of, okay, I want to run. And I, th- it gave me that runner's high. I started looking for people who share that concept with me as I started my running journey and we went into it. And then last year I was lucky enough to be an assistant coach for a lovely team. How I brought together many of the team members was trying to look for the common factor between us. And when I would tell my story, and this is where you find the connection, it's when you tell your story and then somebody relates. So many of the people who actually started running with us never thought that they could finish 10 kilometers. But the common factor was not the running, the common factor was I relate with you in terms of I'm coming from a bad place, I'm going through a hard time, I feel like I need to change my life. I don't know where to start. I'm trying to combat depression. I'm trying to combat anxiety. I'm in a point in my life where I don't know what to do next. And once you share your story and that, which I did shamelessly, um all I talk about is running in any in any <laughs> in any sitting I'm like, "You know what? Last week I ran a marathon." You know what? Last year I ran a marathon. And you know how I started this is me. All the time, because I feel like somebody needs to hear it. And you never know if you're that, if you are that beacon for that person. And then you, then you create that connection and then they jump on board on that journey and marathon running or marathon training, long distance training or endurance training in general, um, any sort of endurance sport is therapy. And it is a reflection of life. How you tackle it, you bring it along in your everyday life. And this was a turning point for a lot of people and people who genuinely do it and genuinely understand the concept behind it cannot stop. It becomes an addiction. You cannot stop because it changes the way you talk to yourself. It changes the way you look at people. It changes... It changes the way you make decisions. It changes the way you look at yourself. And this what we were discussing earlier, how, how you perceive, how we perceive ourselves. And then you become more aware and more alert of your thoughts and you're listening to yourself. And, you know, sometimes in the beginning, when I used to run, these are my running headsets. I don't use them anymore. They're just lying around left and right. I used to run with my headset on because, and I realized that I used to do this because I don't want to listen to my thoughts. We speak so harshly to ourselves. We are so horrible to ourselves. You know, sometimes it makes me cry. We are so mean to ourselves. And then I was like, when I, and then I was like, okay, because when you start hitting the longer distances, you feel like you want to take off your clothes. You don't, you don't want to wear anything. It's so hard. You just want to take off everything. So I stopped, I stopped running with my headsets and then I started listening to my thoughts and I'm like, why do I talk to myself like this? You know? Uh, you're leaving your kids to do this you probably look like a cow you're running and i'm like what why are you talking to me like this what's wrong with you who are you get out of my head and then as you start achieving the longer distances and you start achieving um then you, the moment that voice comes out you're like you know what shut up you know what i did last week i ran five kilometers do you know what i did last week i ran 24 kilometers you, you shut up and at some point it's silence. You literally leave everything behind
2: and you're just nothing, complete silence.
1: At some point it can become, ah, my knee hurts. Oh, what is that new pain in my back? What is? Did I pull a muscle? But it's not that negative talk anymore. So here I have found um, suffice, I mean, purpose in the sense of bringing together people Sharing what I have, and I'm sure in my story, they relate and they find a motive to join. And then you've hit um, two birds with one stone and sometimes more than one bird with one stone. Um, In terms of this connection, um, to be honest, running for me has been an amazing filter, relationship filter. It is beyond belief. I do have very close friends who do not share the same, um, interest in physical activity, but they were patient with me. Um, they respected what I needed to do. So, for example, most of our long runs, we do it on Sunday mornings. So you'd need to wake up at 3 a.m., um, sometimes 2.30 in the morning because we want to finish the long run before we hit the sun. It's very hot here. So. If there is any outing or any activity on Saturday, I would probably miss it. So I'd have friends who would um, arrange um, uh, activities so that I'm able to attend because they know, oh, no, no, you have a Sunday morning run. On the other hand, I had people who were completely unsupportive, would talk negative about what I was doing, do not understand the importance of it for my own well-being and mental health, And I completely filtered them out of my life because I don't need that kind of baggage. Yes, you might not be interested in what I do. You don't have to do it with me, but you have to respect what I do. If you choose to smoke or to stay up all night, that's up to you. I'm not going to judge you. But you cannot make me change my lifestyle so that it better suits your lifestyle. And above that, no respect, no holding boundaries and so on. So here where the disconnection happens, you know, you pick your circles, you pick your people, because in the end, um, and like Kipchoge says, Kipchoge is the fastest man on earth. Um, He said, you have to to get vitamin N,
2: which is no.
1: And when you tell somebody, somebody tells you where you're gonna do something, you say, no, I'm sorry, I got a long run in the morning. No, I'm sorry, I got training in the evening. And even my mom in the beginning, she would get upset, and she said, "Oh, you're leaving your kids all the time for the running." And I say, "Mama, it's only a five months training program, three times a week. You guys need to be patient with me." And then she saw how that positively affected my life, and affected my well being, and affected how I my my outlook towards things. And um then she was then she would be like. You have a run in the morning. are your clothes washed? Is your shoe ready are your is is that ready i I need to take enough water and even the kids you know they were very supportive in this, even my c e o because then she could see how after after a marathon for the next three four weeks, my performance is perfect, <laughs> so she was also interested in supporting my my journey and if I need anything and printing shirts with the company logo on it so that I could wear it on the run. And you know, so you you, it slowly, your, your people around you, it's, it's not, you don't even have to make the effort of disconnecting. Ultimately you find your tribe and that's it, you know, that's it. You just go with your tribe. And these are the people who are around you. And when you say, I'm sorry, I can't do this because I have to run. My tribe would probably say, "You know what let's cancel it let's go let's all go for a run
0: uh, so it's i am, I'm a specialist, and I'm so sure like uh like the listeners right now
2: um they might be like very fascinated
0: with like what you just said right now, and uh i'm I couldn't even keep up with the points, you know, that I want to follow I'm up, with, you know,
2: follow up follow up with. No, it's great. Um,
0: it's just, it's so many things. And I'm sure that so many people can relate to that. A journey that started in the COVID started with the, I'm sure like you had a journey, like even before that. But like the pivot point for you was during the COVID. I'm losing my mind, and we all relate to that and uh, we all searched for like so many things to trying to cope with this like new feeling and w- when 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 I sit right now and I reflect, it was basically collectively, like in the world, it was a time that we were sitting with our thoughts, something that you mentioned that you were you were afraid to sit with your thoughts, or like you know how how you you talk yourself because yourself is mean yourself was so mean at that time you don't yes. want to talk to you don't want to sit in with the in in this room between four walls you're not four walls you're not allowed to go outside and you sit with a mean person that is just telling you bad things all the time um and um for me also like i can it can totally relate and a lot of people can relate to this feeling during that time um for me it was um i, I feel like I I was trying to run but in a different way. Like I, I tried, like I'm uh, um not like me running running, but like for me it's exercise. I I used to like, you know, exercise like very regularly. Uh but at the same time like my outlook to that was different than your outlook. It's for me I was running from something. And that something or like those feelings or like maybe like this person that I was running from, which is like a person that is inside my brain, um I was running from that person through running. It was not a solution. So I, I and by running here, I don't mean like an actual running. Yes, exercise, physical exercise was part of that, but also was like uh workaholic. I became like a workaholic person. Um at work all the time. Like for for me, like it's um uh I like when I look back, like the I've worked for so many hours. Even in my weekends, um, my thoughts were were filled with with, with like the achievement uh, that I do at work. And it was never enough. It was never enough. It was never enough that I'll get like, for example, like a praise from someone. It's just, it's never enough. And, and the thing that like this person that you have inside you, um, that is telling you all of those bad things, uh, that you're not good enough, you're not seen, um, you're not doing, you're not doing enough. Which is that for me, it's fascinating. And, and it was telling me that I'm lazy. You know, it was telling me I'm lazy. Uh, so i um trying to take a break from running, and which is my running is different than your running. Um, trying to take a break from that running. This person comes like you know, fully fledged power. And it tells me that I'm lazy. And, uh, I got to sit down with that feel with those feelings recently to understand the source. And, uh, one of the, one of the realization that I made that no self, no self can tell itself that it's not good. So if you catch yourself saying the, th- for example, like the thing that you would say your, yourself, like, um, uh, you're leaving your kids, you're doing things, this is nonsense, you know, like when you're in the marathon, like those thoughts. When you catch yourself doing that, just remember this, that there is no self that can tell itself those things. So those thoughts are coming from an external external thing. So it came from the environment, it came from, for example, like a specific comment someone uh, did to you, a specific experience that you went through. Because sometimes, um, uh, it's not necessary that, like, you have this vicious person in your life and then they're just, like, trying to tell you that you're less known. Sometimes you had a healthy, you know, a healthy relationship with the, the people who, for example, like, the people who are, are, are take, taking care of you, like, your parents, your family. Sometimes you have, like, you know, just regular, um, uh, healthy life, but the experiences that you go through might be different. You go outside in, in in the school, in the in the work, uh and it's not it's not only that. So and and also like there is the cage that get um um get built. It's not only the thoughts inside, but you have the thoughts inside, they start to build like at this early stages, but also there is a cage that is not letting them out. So there is also like a cage that okay, you don't have the space to express them in order for you to, uh, heal from them or just like see them. It's like, oh, okay. I'm not that person. So now you have this awareness. Whenever this thought, thought come, then you would tell it like, oh, okay, I run a five kilometer marathon. And then for all the listeners, you don't need to run a five kilometer marathon. It can be like a walk up this day, like a walk up sometimes. And, and we can all relate to that. Sometimes the, uh, you're just like, you cannot do anything. You cannot just, you know, like even wake up. If you walk, if you're going through something hard and you walk up today, then it's it's your five kilometer marathon. It's your marathon. Yeah. It's it's an achievement. Yes. It's 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 running. So there is no benchmark. It's,
1: it's-, uh, it's very interesting to find out that most of these thoughts um are thoughts that they're not really ours. Um in our it, it's it gives you a sense of relief that to know this, um, if it's accurate that all these thoughts are not me, they're actually things that I have internalized. And then it makes you think about, okay, what is my perception of myself? That what was it lacking that I had allowed these kinds of harsh perceptions to go in and settle where I have left a gap. And hence there is work to be done where I have to change the way I look at myself and I have to change how I think of myself. Um, and this is my, my area of growth, um, it's self-perception feeling that I'm good enough, feeling that, um, I deserve something good. And because, because if I do not fill these gaps, then I'm vulnerable to what other people think, even if it's not accurate, or it's just a reflection of, or it's what they're full of, what someone else filled them with. And they're just over, you know, throwing it out because. They don't know any better, that's all they know, so you, I guess you can't even blame them at some point, you know right
0: um you've mentioned um uh, you talked about like how we talk to ourselves, how do we perceive ourselves, and um oh, w- with the chat that we had earlier. We, we discussed how, uh, chat like an offline for all the listeners, but we were talking about like how people perceive themselves and how the other perceive them and that they see themselves like lesser than the outside. At least like this is something that the two of us agreed on. And then we were sharing some, um, uh, some studies that are, you know, like done on, on this area. Um, I, I want you to, tell me your perspective as a female,
2: um, as um, someone
0: who is professional, but also as an athlete, um, like in the, on the three, three of them, how do you see yourself? I mean, like in, in, the same, in the same idea of like, people perceive themselves as lesser. So as a female, Did you perceive yourself lesser just because of that you're female? Did you perceive yourself lesser in situations professionally? If you want to share something also from, uh, you know, like from an athletic point of view. um,
1: It holds so many perspectives and it's something that is, uh, it's worth, um, you know, diving into. I think, from three different areas. Um, I wouldn't call myself an athlete, by the way. I'm just an enthusiast.
2: <laughs> just to the same point of how you perceive yourself and
0: how the other people perceive you.
1: So, yes. Just a life example. <laughs> um, from, from, from somebody who's being, from being an athlete or um, an enthusiast or someone who's just active, physically active, from a professional perspective and from a personal perspective as well and um this is where in the beginning i told you i'm at a point in my life where i am fully aware of how i used to see myself and i am fully aware of what i need to work on and i'm i am um attentively in full presence trying to work on that in in so many aspects um from a personal from a personal level especially after going through a divorce As a woman, um, regardless of what was the reason behind it, no matter what, you always feel like I'm not wanted. I have been rejected. And that could not even be the case. But the, when you look at somebody in the eyes and you say, I'm, I'm divorced, the look in their eyes, immediately you translate it into, they feel sorry for me. I'm not wanted. I'm rejected. I'm not beautiful. I'm not attractive. Who else is gonna want me? You know what I mean? And this this is at the time of COVID, this was part of my struggle. So I'd just gone through a divorce, COVID, it was the whole shenanigans all at the same time. Um so that was that is one one perspective. So as a woman, um, and if you if you look at what is going on in Sudan, for example, now all you hear when when you hear about um a rape case. For example, they tell you, um, sharafak, sharaf. Why is our sharaf linked to our bodies? Why is the sharaf of this whole community, this whole burden is on me and I have to defend it. Yes, I have to defend it because of my values, defend my body, not sharaf al-aila or sharaf the community. So it starts there as deep as our cultural and then you, you feeling like, okay, um, I have this responsibility. I have the responsibility of keeping my house together. I have to make the effort and hence I have failed. And then my perception of myself changed. And for so long after the divorce, I didn't feel attractive. I didn't feel beautiful. I did. I, I felt like, okay, why? And if somebody shows interest, I'd be like, you must be delusional. Some, something is wrong with you. You're, you're looking for something else. You're not genuine and I would, I put up so many walls and they're still there, (laughs) still trying to work on them, but that's from a personal perspective. Now on a professional perspective for someone as well as an athletic perspective, before I started running, I was fairly active, um, between Sudan and UAE, the community is slightly different, um, what they're able to accommodate. Um, the general perspective of the country here allows for you to do what you want to do. Even if somebody does not approve of what you, what you want to do, nobody can say anything. But for example, in Sudan, unfortunately, we do not have that. Um, we don't have that luxury. So I used to ride horses in Sudan. And it was, um, and every once in a while, the coach would take us with the horses out of the stables, um, so that we are able to ride horses on the streets, control your horse around the cars, around other humans. And I would hear very interesting things on the road, very interesting things. I'm like, am I bothering you? Am I, am I riding this horse on top of your head? (laughs) Why are you talking to me like this? why why, why do you need to tell me this you know <laughs> so it was from that from that aspect when even the boys who are riding with me would not get the same comments when he's also riding a horse why is it why is it okay for him and but not okay for me because i'm a woman um so that is another perception from the outside now here on the other hand you do get these things So, for example, if I'm up at 3 a.m. in the morning going to the beach to have a run, 3 a.m. in the morning on a weekend, there are people who are all night long at the beach. So, they're leaving the beach to go home and you're just coming to run. And then you, some people will give you that look from certain communities because of that certain mind frame. They'll give you that look of, okay, maybe I can try something with you. Maybe I could try my luck, you know? And you, yes, this is what we get exposed to every day, even though this is quite an open community, but you can take the man out of Africa, but you can't take Africa out of the man. Or you can take the man out of Asia, but you can't take Asia out of the man. You know what I mean? So yes, you do feel these things. On another level, for example, being an assistant coach. Um, I would, I, at the beginning, I had a little bit of a struggle as a woman, um, having s- certain team members follow instructions and in the beginning i would get aggressive you know and then that would be negative on me so i had to take a pause i have very nice people around me who have no fear in pulling me aside and telling me you know what, it's start this is not the right way of doing it and i'm so grateful um to these people shout out to my team 542 meter train um, Manal running club, you said no shout outs, <laughs> um, Nike running club, shout out to all oh my running 530 team. So there are people who pull you aside and, you know, they mentor you and say, you know, this is not how you're supposed to do it. And then you double check on yourself and you're like, okay, whatever, whatever they perceive me is not me. I define who I am in how I react. So what they see they they reacted towards me because they see something they see a woman they see somebody who's not experienced yes 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 but I qualified to assist the coach there must be something in me that is good enough to qualify you know so um so your perception does not define who I am it might make me take a stand and say okay what is it i'm not i'm not i don't expect i mean see this is what i'm saying that before this was not how i used to think now I thought maybe I should make everybody happy people please are due to trauma but now it's um it's more of okay take a step back is this genuine is there something really I need to work on or no this is just your own demons that you are unable to manage and you're letting them out of control from a professional perspective um being a woman being african being covered in certain communities you need to, and this is well known, you need to make the extra effort because you're perceived something, you're perceived because your certificate is not from a certain university. You don't, you don't have a certain nationality. You don't look a specific way, especially in the industry that we are in, the aesthetics industry, um, then you're probably not good enough. And I've, I've had to endure this and hence, unfortunately. This is something I hope that changes with generations. I mean, you can't change it single-handedly, but you can be aware of it so you can make informed decisions and aware decisions and education in your surroundings. You have to work double as hard. I have to do double the work to prove myself. I have to work double as hard. I have to take on more than, more than I can carry sometimes just to show that, no, I can, no, I am capable no, I'm able, no, I'm smart, no, I know what I'm saying, my decision is valid, my opinion is valid, and there's a lot of push and shove. And this is, unfortunately, the reality of the world we live in today, just like we discussed right before we started recording about women and, as you mentioned, um, from a mechanical perspective, car seats, medication, um, researches, are are not inclusive or representative of the whole community. In fact, unfortunately, um, a lot of work that is done on genetic level is done to harm humanity and not to benefit it. It's like they find ways of, how can I harm this specific group of people? How can I target this specific group of people rather than how can I help this specific group of people, tailor something for them? So yeah, this is... um, and then it's, and then again, the perception of, so for example, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story of why I ran a marathon. So a marathon is actually 42 kilometers, 42.195 kilometers. And anything above that is called an ultra marathon. Anything below that is a run. Um, so and in the beginning, when I signed off, I signed off to run my first half marathon, which is 21 kilometers. And um, in the process of training, when I started training, um, uh, I came across uh, the 542 program, which is five months to 42 kilometers, where you train for for five months to, to run 42 kilometers. And I told a friend of mine at the time that we're not friends anymore, um, which is again, the perception when, if you have the wrong people around you, this is where the disconnection is important. They will change if you if you're not aware. They will change your perception of yourself. You will you will listen to them because you trust them. So at the time it was a close person, and then I said I want to run 21. He said yeah yeah let's do it. Um, and then we I signed off uh, for the 21 kilometers, started training, and then the 542 came up, and I was like you know what I have time. Why don't I just do 42 kilometers? And I shared my my interest in the challenge. And he said, huh? Ah, you? That 42? No, 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 I know. And I, when I ran, I started with half a marathon and then a full marathon and I felt it. I was like, are you underestimating me? Because I'm not as strong physically as you are, or I'm not um, where, you, where you at in your journey. We all have our different journeys and it's all mind over body. And I just stood there for a second. I was like, why am I listening to this person? I was like, you know what? And I'm running that 42 kilometers in six months, even if it takes me six hours, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I did it. And it was every single training, when it gets really hard, you just pull that, you just pull everything with you and you push through it. And it was so important because this is who I am and this is my ability and this is my mental strength. And I'm not going to let you take it away from me. This is all I have. This is mine. This is no one can go, can touch that. It's mine. So it is, it is very dangerous. What we allow, who we allow in our, in our close circles, who we open our ears to.
0: So Isra, it's, uh, it's really fascinating stories and fascinating point of view that um i personally related to so many points that you've mentioned and i'm sure that so many listeners now um related to so many points also um it's not only about running it's it's the it's your yes running, as i explained earlier like my running is different than your running and then everybody's running outside is different than our running. And this is what the friend here did not get. Like exactly. their journey was not your journey, and there is no comparison between the two. So you cannot you cannot compare apples and oranges. Like this that cannot happen. Um, and we're all we're all different. We all have uh, our unique, you know, like um, uh, environments. We've talked earlier also, if, even if like two people. They, they they have the uh, same gender same ethnicity even brothers and sisters that who lived in the same household they grew up to be different because yes. the brain inside is different so you would think that your environment is the same as the environment of someone else now our experiences in this world are unique um unique to ourselves our perception is unique to ourselves and uh, if the people coming back to the tribe and the people that you are la- uh, uh, around you if the people around you do not see that do not um accept it respect it um then definitely those people you need to disconnect from them from them you need to filter, filter them outside and this is here it comes to the importance of the boundaries you need to be inside yourself understanding that no self can tell itself it's bad And then you need to create like this bubble around you. Not bubble; it has to be like harder than a bubble so nobody can actually (laughs) pop it. It's not bubble. It's just like you need to create a surrounding uh, of like, this is what I have right now. And then the people who accept that and respect it, uh, they're inside, the people who are supportive and the people who see me and allow me the space to be, then they're inside. Um, you've also mentioned the points of being female female going through a divorce and uh female running and female um uh, in the in, in the beauty industry um with a certain like with a certain outlook that is not typical to uh, to to that industry uh, and uh, it comes again to the people perception uh, of that and and I just want to point out like one thing is um I talked I talked before in, in in like in in previous episodes about like how we women also have the space to express, but at the same time, we also there is like a grave uh, effects on the outlook from outside because I, I totally relate like to the experience you said about like being in the horse, and then everybody else is not bothering the boys but bothering you. And I'm I'm not riding, you said like I'm not riding the horse on the top of your head. Like why are you concerned? Um and um I want to share like a very funny story just like that. I love riding bicycles. I love riding bicycles. Since I was a kid, I've loved riding bicycles. And I had to stop when I was like in I think like in uh second or third year of the high school and because like I was bothered so much I was bothered so much in the street because I'm riding a bicycle. So uh, even my dad will tell me like, oh, okay, so go to this place with a bicycle. And I'd say like, no, I don't want because like the experience that I have outside is very damaging. So um, then um, one time uh, I shared this with my uh, with my husband. It's like, okay, I love, love riding bicycles and it's just like I, I don't have the space for that. And I had to dress up like a boy and in order to ride the bicycle i had to dress up like a boy and uh, ride the bicycle and uh, my husband will follow me with the with the uh with the car just make sure that nobody will bother me um coming again to the same thing if just like the people around you have to allow people who understand even like the simple things and the simple ambitions that that you have they're actually coming from a place that there is a lack you know uh, I was not that loud. There is a story. There is, uh, it might be a pain. It might be, it's just something that I want to experience and I did not get the chance and I don't have the feeling of that, that thing. Uh, being a female in, in a community, like the community that we grew in is just your voice, like your literal voice sometimes is weird. And this is something that, um, I, I, I discovered and I noticed about myself as a female in the engineering field that I had to be comfortable listening to my voice because my voice is heard in terms of like, okay, all the boys will talk. They will just talk. But like when, when I talk, everyone is silent. And I was like, what's happening? Did I, did I say something wrong? Everyone is silent. So it's it, when it's not familiar, because it's people that who, for example, like if, if we're talking about the college days, you're talking about like boys who've never been Around girls, most of them like they're all they've never been around girls, and suddenly they're studying with the girls. And then uh, what? Like there is three, four of us among like hundred boys, so we're spotted. We're just like just by the nature of it, we're just spotted. And uh, being in the field itself, like being in the industry, um, I, I was either the only female in the room, the only female in the room, or like maybe there is like one or two. And this is we're talking about like not not only uh you know not only like a single event, this is like you live through that you live through being seen, you live through all of the perception that the stereotypical perception that affects you as as a professional person you know like it affects your your you, you get promoted whether you get promoted or not. All of those things. So we're not talking about like, okay, so you think that I, you know, like my hair is gray and I shouldn't put like this hairstyle. It's not that. It's not style. No, it affects uh, the opportunities that we have. And I can see it right now. Just looking at, if, if I look at my cohort, like my cohort in, in engineering and I look at the male and the female, it's, it's just the, the males had like all the managerial positions by now and we're talking about people who graduated in 2010 so it's 13 years so they're managerial positions they're very experienced and i have friends female friends still looking for jobs still looking for jobs So all of those stories they don't they're, they're not stories that we're just telling they're actually stories that shape our life and uh, and again like they're shape the kids that we're going to yes, have. So this is exactly. the important part. They shape the kids that we're going uh, to have. So it's so we, when when we talk about like you know inclusion, um, like gender inclusion, and uh, having the space and having the space, especially like for female to be able to express themselves, the way that they express themselves, it's not it's not individual. Mm-hmm. It's community it's a total it's, it's a it's, it's a whole community and
1: somebody has yeah. to start
0: um i, I feel like if,
1: if mm-hmm. yeah and then it's, has it's to the start. first line that uh, is always going to be the the people who are going to push the hardest so see life life to me now is like running a marathon you know um it's not a sprint you can't do 100 meters dash no it's 42 kilometers you start slow you build the endurance and there's always a point in life sometimes not sometimes there's always going to be points in life where you feel like i can't i need to stop i I cannot do this anymore and this happens to you during a marathon we call it hitting the wall where your your brain tries to protect your body and it makes it shut down you shut down literally you shut down your body stops moving if you're fully aware of this and you know what it feels like, then you train your brain to push. If you are able to keep moving, even if you just walk for two to three minutes, it passes because there's always more to give. And always that the people who are going to do that push, that mental strength, you're the ones who are going to push the hardest. We just have to keep pushing. And people, many people will misinterpret this conversation that we're having, Aliyah, that um, feminists and um, you guys are in—you're out of your place, and this is what you're not. This is not what you're supposed to do, and you're supposed to be doing something else, and you're supposed to be juggling. No, I'm not supposed to do anything. Who said I'm supposed to do anything? Who who set my role? Even in Islam, if you go into the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sayyidah Aisha used to raise the Prophet. They used to go out running at night, and they used to race each other who who said i cannot run who who set my boundaries? Who said I cannot do this and The more we have these open conversations, this is where change starts so for example one of one of the one of the girls um that just ran with me in the last season. she went from the couch to twenty one kilometers I'm so proud of these of my team um many of them were couch potatoes and they were now finished the first marathon and their first half marathons and they go running more than i do now um she had a very interesting um her graduation project was about um menstruation and and menstruation pain and the pivot of the problem is nobody talks about it everybody brushes it off hence there is not enough research about it so now see, you've raised that question of if, why, why, why isn't the seat suitable for me and for my safety? I drive a car. Why is the seat not suitable for me and for my safety? And this is where change started. But the, the hard push is going to be your push. You're going to do the research. You're going to push for the design. You're going to have to advocate for it. The hard push comes from you. And this is where it's important. Now you are going to reflect this on your daughter. When I run, I pull a lot of things with me to motivate me. Part, big part of it is my children. So that they don't see someone who's broken because of what I went through. So to them, that's motivation. There's nothing they cannot do. If you set your mind to it, there's nothing you cannot do. Nothing. And this is how we raise
2: better communities. I hope. I'm, I'm sure, like, uh, with, with people like you and, uh, who are not taking, uh,
0: their personal journey and their stories as only personal and conveying that through their kids, their communities and, uh, transform, transforming, uh, couch potatoes into marathon runners, uh, you are on the forefront of of, of this change, and uh, I do agree with you on the point that uh, sometimes, like those type of conversation, will be like, "Oh, okay, so uh, what did I do wrong?" Especially men, they take like anything that has to do like with women, right? As like, "Okay, I'm the enemy." But uh, I just like want to clarify one thing. So first, in this, like in the in life, in all hues, um, I'm a great advocate for men mental health because i think like this by itself it's is a, a huge thing and it does not have its own space uh, if they are it's, not it's, well yeah, exactly. we are not well um, we have a space to express ourselves they don't they don't have that space and uh the same community and the same rules that uh, confine me of like uh riding a horse or like uh running uh comfortably not not uh, let's say like okay it's too comfortable yes. you have to do that comfortably um is also confining them to not do other things so we here have similar enemies um and those enemies that we don't need them anymore they are like viruses inside our brain all what we need to do we need to work together in order to build an awareness that this thing is happening and uh Create vocabulary around it, because language also matters um, and um, define the problems properly. I think like this is one of the things that you've 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 talked about like here uh, implicitly. It's like we need to define the problems that yes. we have explicitly. We need to be able to say, like, okay, this is the problem. Yes, this is from where it's coming. This is my perception, and it's coming from that place and that cannot happen unless we have those type of open conversations and we share personal perspective and right now this is my first time so for all the listeners to my first time talking to you isra and i've connected in so many things and i can see your journey is a reflection my journey and i am sure that my journey your journey is a reflection yes. of yes. like most of the listeners and all the people outside can can relate to that um I feel like you have rich content when it comes to uh inclusion. You have diverse uh you have diverse views and you have a multitude of experiences. So it's not only uh personal, you have professional, you've knocked uh many doors. And actually like as we described that earlier, you run through those those doors. And I'd be we would be like very uh, delighted to have you again join Life in All Hues and um, discuss the the idea of equity
2: and inclusion and uh,
0: from from the hard hats of life. You are a hard hat of life. You're you're working, you're growing, you're evolving, and you're bringing people with you. So. Um I think it would be like really nice to have you again as a guest, and then we just have those open conversation or continue those open conversations and hopefully it can echo um a message like uh and as as, as you said earlier, you never know you might be the yes. beacon of light in someone's life, and that can happen just by okay I' just like listening to this person um sharing their struggle and how they you know, like overcame it, and I'm. I just want to say again, you don't have to overcome it. Maybe like you're inside it. It's just talking about it is is like really, really important. You were courageous enough to ask for help. They can go, okay. Maybe I need medicine. Maybe I need to do something. And then they, of uh, the person that you talk to, they let yes. you say, like, maybe you can try running. Maybe you can just bump yes. some the dopamine inside inside your body. And uh, and that created miracles, but that wouldn't happen if you were not courageous enough to talk. Exactly, and this is
1: where I encourage Alia, um, anybody who's listening to us right now, uh, the fact that you have um, courageously created a space for people to express their feelings um, is is very very important that's number one number two th- your guests humbly um, myself um, who are not afraid to share their stories i'm not ashamed i'm not worried to be judged i honestly I am what I am, good, bad, what I know is i'm working on myself and i and I have no issues in saying, Oh, I made a mistake, let me do that again, but whoever is listening to us, you are a whole universe universe you are an entity you have a story do not hesitate to say it because you may be that spark of light for someone else and this is how i go about it i shamelessly tell what i do to everybody what i've what i've been through of course there are private parts that i keep to myself you don't let everybody in but it is very important to show somebody that if i can do it you can do it too And I always say, your race, your pace. Same thing goes to life. And what is important is you finish and you finish strong. Every single thing we do is a race. And not racing somebody. You're racing yourself. You're improving yourself. So I think I really, really do appreciate, Alia, that you've allowed a space for me to be my haphazard self. (laughs) which I value greatly (laughs) and I will continue to do what I do. I will continue to inspire myself. Um, I will continue to be the Sudanese girl who's out of the box um, proudly and elegantly. We do not have, I have a couple of Sudanese friends, girls and boys, I say, you know what? These knees were not made for running, but we're still gonna run. Our knees are not suitable for running. Genetically, we're not supposed to run, but we run. I'm gonna continue running. I'm gonna t- continue my growth. I'm gonna continue my 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 mental health well-being, because this is our purpose in life. Al-Imar fil-ard, and bin fil arb through improving ourselves, and that's it. Thank you so much, Alia, Again, I truly,
2: truly appreciate it. Thank you very much, Yusra. And uh I think you've just said like the perfect uh, closure to our
0: episode. And uh, thank you very much for all the authentic sharing. Thank you very much for all the hope that you put uh, in myself. Thank you for the light that you added to my day. Thank you for um,
2: airing what you aired, the energy
0: that you shared. Thank you very much for that. And um, we really hope to see you again in Life in All Uh Thank you very much to all our listeners. And we hope to see you again in another episode in Life in All hues.
1: Thank you very much.